welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Uh, David, I understand we uh, have a special guest with us in the in the studio today. We do. I've heard of my Kent Basket, who I met probably five or six years ago. He has a remarkable story that I'm anxious to have him tell to the audience tonight. And his compatriot, Marion Cunningham, is with him. And he is a film producer and has created a documentary on chronic pain, which began with his own story of healing many years ago. But let him introduce himself. I'd like to introduce Kent Bassett and also his co-partner, Marion Cunningham. So welcome to the show, Kent and Marion. Appreciate you being here. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So I'd like to start out just, Ken, if you could start first and introduce yourself briefly, how you, I guess first start with your story of chronic pain, how you solved it, and then how you happened to start the project that you're starting. Sure, yeah. So um, back when I was 22 years old, I was in college and um, I was going really hard at the gym, uh, lifting really heavy weights that were probably a little too much for me. And in the aftermath, I developed a very severe arm pain. I saw a doctor and was diagnosed with um, tendonitis and, um, you know, did physical therapy. Um, it wasn't working. I saw another doctor and was prescribed Vicodin. That didn't help. Um, and I started to become very worried. The arm pain was growing steadily worse. And I couldn't turn a doorknob or write my papers, um, and so I had to drop out of college. Um, uh, how long did how long after this started did you have to drop out of college? I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was about four months later. I started in September, and then in December, I realized like this isn't getting any better. I've seen several doctors. You know, my doctors warned me maybe don't type on computers too much. You might have a repetitive stress injury. You know, you may never be able to type on computers again, that kind of stuff. It had me very worried. And this is your senior year in college? Yep. And just yeah. curiosity sake, this audience knows my lines pretty, pretty well. Was it a time of high stress in your life at the time? It was, you know, at the time, I didn't think so. Uh, I was, I was like pretty happy in, in college and uh, no. So to be frank, no, it didn't seem any more stressful than any other part of my life. And only in retrospect did I make some connections okay. um, about stress. Right. And then was it your whole, whole arm that hurt? Yeah, it started in my, uh, my right forearm, the, the top part, and then it spread to my bottom part of that arm. And then it went to my left arm uh, a few days later, and then it was in the bottom part of my left arm. And over a few weeks, it slowly kind of grew into my fingertips as these, you know, recommendations and treatments didn't work. It seemed to kind of spread a little bit, but basically never went beyond my fingertips to my, you know, my forearm. And just ballpark, how many doctors did you see during that period of time? Probably about 12, but 12? it culminated in seeing like a leading arm surgeon who was inventing new kinds of arm surgery in New York City, um, okay. who I thought would really give me the, the final diagnosis I was searching for. Okay. And he told me, uh, you know, I see people like you all the time, people from the Juilliard School of Music who play violin too much or, you know, and he's like, there's no diagnostic box for you. We don't know for sure you have tendonitis. You might have some other thing we haven't figured out yet. 
he's invented new surgeries for the, the, the hand and, and like for tennis elbow, which he thought of as a very specific, you know, tendon that you can work on. He was like, your pain is too diffuse to be put in a box. He's like, good luck. It often goes away in a couple of years. In a couple of years. Know, we'll see. You know, he, he, so he, and it, it, at that moment I decided Western medicine, you know, as I knew it, ha didn't have the answer. And right. I started, I opened, I started saying like, I guess I have to consider alternative medicine, which I had been very skeptical of. Right. Um, and then I read Andrew Weil's book where he mentions John Sarno. Okay. Andrew Weil has a book called Spontaneous Healing. Okay. And he mentioned a, a friend of his who was cured by John Sarno who had leg pain. Okay. And I was like, leg pain, arm pain, maybe they're related. And that's right. what led to John Sarno. And so you read his book and what happened? So I read John Sarno's book. I was sitting in Barnes and Noble and I just started like laughing. I was, I was just, he, he had such a confident tone in the way he was saying, you know, our bodies have evolved for millions of years to be resilient and to heal from injuries. And the idea that these minor abnormalities, you know, that are often the product of aging and MRIs or that you would, you know, have an injury that would just ruin your body for the rest of your life is, is, not the case, you know, it's, it's, right. it's not, uh, I don't know what the word is, it's, it seems preposterous, which it did seem to me, I was 22 years old, you know, no one had ever warned me that going hard at the gym could, you know, ruin my arms for the rest of my life. Right. So it seemed implausible. And suddenly right. I was like, okay, this is it, the stress, it's stress or my brain or my mind causing this symptom. And I was just deliriously happy because I knew I had the answer. I didn't know when my pain would go away, but I knew this was the, the, reason for it right and it turned out that it, my pain went away the very next day wow and it's been gone never came back so it's been gone it it didn't it moved to different parts of my body over the right. course of the next several weeks so i right. moved my shoulder my left shoulder i was like i know this is just my mind doing this then it moved to my other shoulder there's a really fascinating education on the power of the mind-body connection that there was some mechanism within me that needed to produce pain somewhere Right. And I also had heartburn. I got ringing in the ears. It was just bouncing around my system. And each place it would go to, I could use these, you know, insights from John Sarno's book to make the pain go away. Right. Um, but it definitely left me with a sense of, okay, there's more work to be done. Like, why is my body or my brain doing this? Right. Um, and so that, you know, it took, you know, I would say many years to sort of keep looking for a root cause of this though my symptoms were gone, you know, after about a few weeks of the symptoms bouncing around, I didn't have a problem with chronic pain since right. then. Cool. So, Mary, let me ask you a question. I, lots of things to comment as far as the overall situation. I, I know you've not had chronic pain, but obviously your background is also a film producer. Is that correct? Yeah, filmmaker. And then how long have you been working with Kent? Uh, well, Kent and I actually went to film school together, though we didn't really know each other um, at the time. Okay. And then I moved to New York right after film school. Ken went to LA, um, and a few years later, he decided to try and see what the job scene was like uh, in New York. Um, and he had already started shooting the film, um, and we, he ran into a mutual friend of ours from our film school, Chapman, um, who, and started telling that person about the project. And um, it was a friend of mine who knew that I was looking for a documentary project to sort of do in my, um, in my off time sort of as a passion project. So he introduced us um, in early 2013. Okay. And we've been working together ever since. Wow. 
Yeah, and the way I think about it is I may have started the film, but without marrying the film, definitely would never have been finished. <laughs> so she became a super integral part of the whole process since 2013 till now of figuring out who the characters were going to be, how we were going to edit this thing, and what the film would be. And so, Mary, what about the project entry? I mean, what, what pulled you into the... I mean, because you two, I'll just be clear here, that the efforts that these two have put in have been just unbelievable. I mean, nobody does a film like this as a part-time job. This is a full-fledged documentary called It Might Hurt. And by the way, that is the topic of tonight's podcast is really the film is called It Might Hurt, correct? Sorry, This Might Hurt. This Might Hurt, okay. And it's called This Might Hurt. And that's the reason why we're having this, doc this uh, conversation is that they're trying to raise money to finish the film. It's a very compelling story, but the quality of production, the commitment to the project is unbelievable. They obviously feel like they have a message to give to the world. So I'm curious, Mary, from your perspective, what drew you into the project? Yeah, um, well, Kent, so the, the crux of our film is following three patients through uh, Dr. Howard Schubner's treatment, four-week mind-body treatment um, to cure their chronic pain. Um, and Kent had shot the three characters going through the treatment the year before. Um, but he, because of his own day jobs and also maybe a little, it's really difficult to edit your own your own footage that you shot right. and put all of your money and time and heart and soul into. Right. So I started digging through the footage, getting to know the characters and figuring out how we were going to tell the story. And, you know, just seeing not only, you know, the characters struggling in the moments before they started the treatment, um, but then working through their pain in the class was really inspiring to me. It was a beautiful thing. I had never heard of Dr. Sarno before this, um, right. but I was immediately hooked. So let me jump back in the conversation a little bit. Um, I just want to introduce Dr. Schubner from my perspective. I had been in chronic pain myself for about 15 years. I accidentally came out of it in 2003, but I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know how I got into pain. I didn't know how I came out of it. And I asked Dr. Schubner to be my keynote speaker at a course I put on in Seattle called A Course of Compassion, Empathy in the Face of Chronic Pain. And he started explaining the relationship between the body in a chronically stressed state and how many physical symptoms it could cause and he put up a list of 33 physical symptoms, and I started counting this list. And my wife reminded me, she asked a question to Dr. Schumer. She, she knows, I have a friend, by the way, who has 17 of these symptoms. And Howard quickly figured out that she was talking about me. <laughs> and I was getting, in fact, I'd gotten better, but I didn't, I didn't know why. And all my 17 symptoms were gone. But all of a sudden, I realized that when he changed the body's chemistry and it sustained, it has an effect on every organ system in the body. Since each organ is different, then you're gonna have a different set of symptoms. And so you mentioned tinnitus, ringing in the ears. I had tinnitus for 25 years. It's an incredibly annoying symptom. It's gone. My feet were burning, they're gone. And so it was Howard is, is at that moment, within 10 minutes, entire 10 years of work came into a very sharp focus. And I was so excited. Again, like you, a huge light bulb went off. And so Howard is, we still work together very closely. Howard Schumer is a pain specialist in Detroit, Michigan. He's now working with one of my former fellows, Dr. Mark Moisey at the Detroit Receiving Hospital, working on right. doing optimum rehab. And so Howard is very academic, he does lots of research on it. And he continues to move the frontier forward. 
But the bottom line is pain is an output, it's not an input. In other words, there's nothing inherent about this table I'm touching that says it's cool because it's cool only because my brain says it's slightly cold. Something is painful only because your brain has interpreted impulses that says this is painful. Anyway, bottom line, when you're in pain, you're trapped, which creates more stress chemicals. You get more frustrated and you, you keep spiraling out of control. So Howard Stewart, I consider my mentor. We have ongoing work together. And Kent had filmed people before and after Howard's treatment. And I'd like to actually now have you jump ahead in the story. They know you produced the film. There's some remarkable success stories. And again, both of you, maybe give you a little bit of perspective about what you're trying to convey with the film, but also watching these people change and, and what that feels like to both of you. Yeah, you can go first. Yeah, it, um, when I went to Detroit, I really didn't know what I was in for. You know, I had had this experience of reading a book and getting better. Right. And I was kind of like, why do people need a four week class? Like, you know, can't they, you know, they must get really a lot better. You know, they must get better plus and then some. And what one of the first things I learned is, oh my God, you know, chronic pain can be a lot worse than what I went through. Right. Which, even though I was disabled and had to drop out of college, other people have, have multiple symptoms. You know, they have fibromyalgia and migraines and restless leg syndrome and three other things. And they, you know, some one person I met had been in bed rest for eight years because of fib severe fibromyalgia and abdominal spasms. Her name right. is King, and she's one of the central characters in the film. And and so it started to come into focus what a massively difficult issue chronic pain can be, and how hard it is to dig yourself out of it, even right. when you have um, the aid of somebody you know who I think is really wise and useful, and came to think that while I was filming, Dr. Schubiner. Right. So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but that was, that was one of the things that was like a first realization. Um, and I guess you were asking like, what was, what was it like to see them, you know, start to yeah. improve? I mean, well, I mean, here's one of the things, and I guess I'll ask this to you, Kent, is that it's almost a universal truth that patients in chronic pain don't feel believed by anybody. Doctors right. are, and the problem is the physicians are trying to make a, take a neurological or neurochemical issue and turn it into a structural problem. So your, your story is pretty classic. Okay, your arms hurt, it must be tendonitis. Well, your arm does not have to be inflamed for your brain to create pain. It just doesn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the medical industry right now has sold the idea that there's gonna be something wrong so the medical industry can fix it, right? Well, like you said before, the body can heal itself. And I think the essence of healing is simply connecting to your own healing capacity that allows you to regulate your body's chemistry to live your life. So it's a self-directed process because you have to understand the tools and strategies to get there. And when you're angry and frustrated and trapped, you disconnect from everything, including your own sets of emotions. So connecting to your own healing capacity, whatever way that takes is really the essence of healing. And guess what? You went from four months of pain to pain-free in a day. And we do see that happen a lot. So Dr. Schumer, so we so you met Dr. Schumer through I know some different connections, and I know you took and chose three patients that had difficult problems. They weren't getting better in a day, and I agree that they they've done the research studies showing that the impact of chronic pain actually has an equivalent effect on a person's quality of life is actually terminal cancer. It's a big deal. Yeah. 
So at this point, you've seen the film people beforehand and afterwards. And Mary, now I guess I'll ask a question to you. What do you want to tell the world about chronic pain, but also how do you want to convey it in this film? Yeah. Great question. Uh, well, first of all, I, I just want to acknowledge how brave um, and how appreciative we have we are of Dr. Schubner for inviting us to film this treatment. Um, it was an incredibly life-changing experience, and we obviously wouldn't have a film without him. Um, but of course, it chronic pain affects 100 million Americans, yet Kent and I struggle to get any recognition from this film, from the medical industry, from film festivals, um, even before they know it's Sarno based in TMS, I think, you know, Americans aren't really willing to admit that we have this problem with chronic pain and that it is so pervasive. And, and, and in part of it is, I think that so many folks, as you said, are not believed, or right. if they are said, like, many doctors will just say it's all in their head, but they aren't willing to offer uh, patients anything beyond that. If it is all in their head, what they can do about that. So um, for us, it's just really important to shine a light on this subject as well as this treatment, um, because it really is going ignored and we felt that firsthand. And hey, what's your impression of the people that have healed? I mean, I know I've watched 100 patients go to pain-free. And for me, the data shows that only 20% of physicians feel comfortable managing chronic pain, less than 1% enjoy it. And I have to tell you, my personal experience, you take somebody that's no hope, they're stuck in a black hole, not only do they come out of the hole, they thrive at a level that they've never thrived at before. So, because it affects your body chemistry so profoundly that you probably know my lines that I think anxiety is the pain. The mental pain is actually a bigger problem than the physical pain. So not only does their pain drop down, they, are, they aren't fighting anxiety all the time. They just thrive at a level that is unbelievable. But to go from that deep of a hole of chronic pain to thriving is just a remarkable experience that you really can't even put into words. What, how would you describe the people that you've seen that have now gone to pain-free? Well, first of all, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to spoil the film. You know, there's a, there are a number, I'm not, you see a big difference from the, there's four classes in the film and in class one, people show up, they're very tense, they're anxious, you know, nobody's smiling, nobody's having a good time. In class four, just the sense of community alone that comes from being recognized by other people who have chronic pain, right. um, gathering together to not deny the problem, but to acknowledge it's real, that they, right. you know, all these people who start the class also acknowledge that they think are willing to consider that their brain and their mind is the dominant cause of their symptoms, right. um, which is a big leap of faith. And by, the, by class four, there's a lot of smiles, there's hugs, there, you know, you know some people um, have had dramatic improvements in their pain. And it was extremely joyful and moving for me to be there and watch that. I'll also, going back to your earlier question about like, what was it like to go there and just sort of see this process? Like when I first met Kim, it was before she had ever met Dr. Schubiner. So I got to hear her talk and interview for three hours about all her different symptoms over many years and was really grateful that she was willing to trust me with this story, which is very personal. Right. Um, and I was like, I was, you know, I had read Sarno's book and got cured of my arm pain, but I was like, I don't know if Kim is an actual candidate for this. Like, I thought I was like pretty smart about Sarno. I read a few of his books by that point, but I was like, I don't know how to untangle this person's symptoms 
and life story. But when I, and then I filmed her have a three hour interview with Dr. Schubiner. And I was really blown away by all the different questions you had asked to try to connect when symptoms arose and what was happening in her life. And she often didn't have an idea when you first would ask, but then he would gently ask another couple questions and another, and then ask it from another angle. And then they would often chance on, oh my God, that was the time where, you know, I, my, my TMJ started right after this major stressful event in my life. I had never thought about that before. No one had ever asked me about that. She'd seen over 50 doctors. Nobody had ever made a connection between these very stressful life events with which she'd had a number of them and symptoms that started right afterwards. And so that was really an eye-opening education for me and pretty astonishing. And we tried to create that experience in the film for people. Okay. You know, we, had to, we had to tease out some specifics because they were, I mean, like we said, three hour interview with Kim originally, and then Howard had a three hour interview with her. The movie's only 80 minutes. So <laughs> you, get a, you get a taste of it. Um, but it was really extraordinary to watch that. And Mary, what were some of your thoughts? What were some of your impressions? Because you hadn't really been exposed to chronic pain well before, and you got to see some people firsthand, because you spent, obviously, quite a bit of time talking to these people, right? Yeah. Um, my first impressions, I mean, I think when I first watched a trailer, a very early trailer Kent made in 2013, I didn't totally believe it. I was sort of, I, I didn't know Kent very well, so I didn't really know his story yet. Um, so it's sort of like, what's going on here? But as I dug through the footage and got to know the characters and watch their journeys, I mean, it, it was an eye-opening experience that affected my life and encouraged me to examine my emotions um, in ways that I had never before. And it's ultimately been a really beneficial um, experience for my, in my life. So thanks, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would also think all of us would agree that to watch somebody that has no hope to not only have hope, but start to thrive it's just a remarkable experience. It's hard, you, you really can't put it into words. And that's why I'm excited about the film because you can't describe into words what these people have gone through, both being trapped and also being free. And the film just tells a story. And you get to experience yourself these emotions or get to watch these emotions occur. And it's just a remarkable story experience. The other thing that's interesting is that the medical profession has been a long time I think making things way too complicated, whereas the solutions are actually disturbingly, I'll use the word disturbingly, simple because they're so available. Right. So we're spending, you know, I'm writing a book right now called Do You Really Need Spine Surgery? And we're taking back pain, which is either a neurological problem or muscle problem or a combination of both. And we're doing a major structural procedure for a neurological problem and it can't work. The success rate of a back fusion for back pain, by the way, is about 23%. That's it. There's not one research paper in 40 years that's documented that a back fusion for back pain works. None. And with right. your situation, Ken, you had surgeons talking to you, all sorts of explanations for it. But the bottom line is we're, we're medicalizing a neurological problem, and we just, we've just missed it. And yeah. your story is actually not that unusual. We actually call it the Sarno effect. And what's evolved is Dr. Schumann's approach, which has his format. I have my approach, similar format, but different angles to it. Dr. Clark in Oregon, uh, Dr. Schechter, Dr. Abbas. So all of us have different methods, but the basic approach is the same. Just calming down the nervous system, relaxing, 
connecting your mind back to your body and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it's not very hard. And certainly we take the risk of a $100,000 operation, which works 23% of the time, versus over two to six months is common on your nervous system. There's no comparison. So I think that's what drives us in our medical profession world to say, look, medical, see, I mean, mainstream medicine just simply missed it. And so, again, I think it's a huge contribution of your film to say, look, it's not only possible, it's probable. And by the way, the results are spectacular. I mean, I think your story is compelling. I know it's only four months of pain, but think, think if you had not read Dr. Sarno's book, it might have been two or three years out of pain, out of college. I mean, life would have been different, right? Yeah, right. And so just think just that paradigm shift alone, we've also found out makes a huge difference. So I'd encourage you with this podcast, there'll be a link to Marion and Kent's website called This Might Hurt. They're needing to raise some final funds to get the film onto the market. Many of you have gotten a lot better from Dr. Schubner's work, from my work, from different other people's work. And I would urge you to give back because giving back is actually the final solution to chronic pain. Because in chronic pain, you're focused on yourself. Unfortunately, with your attention on yourself, you're actually reinforcing the problem. To me, the ultimate solution to chronic pain is what I call a spiritual journey, which would be good food, good food, good wine, good friends, but just getting your perspective back. But a step beyond that is actually giving back. So I'd urge you honestly to look at this film as a your part of giving back. And we would all really appreciate your help. Any final words, Marion, about the project? Uh, no, I mean, thank you so much for saying that. That means so much to us. And we really appreciate all your listeners' support. Um, we're so excited to share the film with everyone. Uh, we think it could really help a lot of people. And that's why we're doing it. That's why we've been working at it for six years uh, on the weekends and evenings and taking time off between gigs. Uh, and using all of our savings <laughs> to make I know. it happen. So we, we really appreciate any support. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just gonna say on the on this Indiegogo campaign, um, which I hope people will watch, you can you, you can see some of the footage that we shot in a trailer of the film. And available for a reward for people who contribute is a digital download of the film that you'll receive before it goes out to the public. So you can get an advanced copy as well as um, special features with an extended interview with Dr. Schubiner and some more um, deleted scenes that would give you a, a broader picture of the kind of work that he does. Um, so anyway, and we think there's some other cool stuff on the campaign. So I hope people Including check it out. some coaching with you. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Best of luck. Well, thank you, Kent and Marion, for a really uh, great interview. It was great to hear your story and the progress you're making on your film and uh, wish you all the best of luck. And I want to remind our listeners to come back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.